Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Welcome back into the afternoons and welcome into the team that's been with Andy Thompson and they're all round up for the first hour of the show. It's good to have all of New Zealand back with us now. Very excited with our next guest. And of course this is on the back of the news that uh, the Waverley Council, Waverley Township, they are erecting a bronze statue of Kiwi. Yes, the magnificent racehorse uh, trained by Anne and Snow Lupton in Waverley there. Um, and of course ridden to the 1983 Melbourne Cup win by our very own Jimmy Cassidy. Let's just reflect on that race first. Down the outside, Mr Jazz finishing strongly now, followed then by Triumphal March. They've got 250 metres left to go. Mr Jazz and Noble Comet race up and grab Kiyomare. Mr Jazz on the outside, Noble Comet and Kiyomare settled out of a ding-dong struggle. Noble Comet about a neck in front, Mr Jazz on the outside and Kiwis flying might beat them all. Kiwis come from last in a phenomenal performance. Won the cup by a length and a quarter from Noble Comet and Mr Jazz in a photo. How did Kiwi win so easily? Well, he was in the masterful hands of Jimmy the Pumper. Cassidy, ring-a-ding-ding, give me a ring so I have. Jimmy, welcome into the New Zealand Airwaves, buddy. Yeah, what uh, great memories, 40 years ago, eh? And uh, still brings still brings the old hairs on the back of the neck standing up. It, it was a race that changed, it was a, resu- a race and a result that changed your life, Jimmy, I just want to go back, even pre-83, when you first locked eyes on Kiwi. Yeah, it was in the maiden at, uh, at Wanganui, and then I uh, run Snowy to ride him at uh, New Plymouth. I drove from Hawke's Bay to New Plymouth to ride him in a maiden again, and he got beat, and then wasn't long after that, he, he won, at, uh, won at a mile in 2000, and away he went. Did you know straight away? Like the first time you saw him, you watched him on TV, I think, or, or you weren't riding him. What told you about Kiwi that you thought he's something special? Well, he just—he he was long and lean, and he was uh, the way he was trained. He was so relaxed. Um, Snowy done a marvelous job with him, but I, I just loved the way that he—he he used to hit the line and sort of races. So I had the indication that once he stepped up to a trip, he—he uh, he would love it. Snowy Lupton's training techniques were very different to, you know, the big trainers that regularly uh, positioned horses for, for the greatest races, the Group 1 races, which incidentally you won over 100 Group 1 races, which is just astounding. Snowy Lupton's training, why did that work? 
Well, if it's not broken, don't fix it. It, it was working when he was winning uh, at, the, at, 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 at lower grade. Um, I remember one day going, bringing up to ride him in the uh, Hawks Bay Cup, I think it was, and Snowy decided to take him hunting instead. But uh, <laughs> as I say, it worked. He he came through every preparation unscathed. He was relaxed. He just ticked all the boxes. And so was the Melbourne Cup the first time you'd ridden at Flemington? I rode there once uh, in the Melbourne Cup the year before on a horse called Amaranth. Um, so it was only the second time I'd seen Flemington, really. Wow. And, and it's... It's a very unique track. Obviously, um, the biggest race in Australia. Well, it was in in those times. Did did jockeys give you a hand with the nuances of the track, or did you just have to figure it out yourself? Nah, figured it out yourself from the day I started to the day I finished. Running rails and they've got green grass on them, most of them. So <laughs> you just navigate the easiest way home. <laughs> did you seek out any advice from anyone? I did ask uh, for some advice. Just uh, the late Eric Templeton said to me prior, after he won the uh, the Egmont Hara Cup, he, he said his last run. He said, "If you ride him the same, look for the clock tower. He's going to be But I was always super confident, probably too confident in one respect. But I knew him inside out. I won the Wellington Cup on him. Uh, won the Waverley Cup on him as a Class Three horse. He won his first Open handicap with 54 kilos. So he, he just ticked all the boxes going to Melbourne. He really did. And you were a long way off, Jimmy. Was it the plan to be that far back? I know, I know he re, his racing pattern was to settle back and come home, but, geez, you were a long way off. Yeah, well, they went very hard in the Cup that year. Probably the first mile, they they went enormously quick. And uh, that was just Kiwi. Kiwi was like, until he was ready to do it. And when he was ready to do it, man, he was explosive. And... Uh, Look, Snowy said to me that day, just leave him the same, Jimmy. Leave him the same. He'll go when he's ready. And go, he was ready and ready to go. Yeah, I, I rewatched the race a couple of times this morning, and I think you were last or second last with about 800 to go. You were 23rd out of 24 on the turn. You were 17th with 400 metres to go. Did, did you believe still, or were you getting, was there any concern? Never, never a doubt in my mind. I, uh, I actually borrowed two two thousand dollars off my boss to, to have something on him. I kept two dollars to get a taxi home, to put the rest to win. So that that told me then, at a very tender age, that uh, he was uh, he was something special. That's almost an annual salary you won in nineteen eighty three. Yeah, my word, I've got eighteen dollars a week <laughs> and, a, and half a Sunday off a month. So I don't know. As I say, Kiwi was. Uh, Enormous part of my life. He opened the doors and got the ball rolling for me. And I know you've been in Australia a long time, but how special being a Kiwi on a horse called Kiwi racing for New Zealand? Well, you can't top that. You can't top it. Uh, how you top that, I don't know, because uh, he was trained uh, by Snowy Lupton. They bought a $1,000 horse. Snowy, uh, and seen the big picture. That's what she wanted. And, uh, man, did she get what she asked for? How special for you that um, there's going to be a bronze sculpture statue of Kiwi, and I also understand one of the Lupton's daughters is making um, a rug for the horse in the Lupton colours, the colours that you wore for the Melbourne Cup. It's pretty cool for a little town like Waverley. Yeah, outstanding. Look, it's it, it's great for New Zealand. Um, for for what Kiwi, Snow and Anne and 
day was something special. I, uh, I'm actually walking in home with me all black jumper on, so I still bleed black and white, brother. <laughs> I've actually I asked for some text messages. I got a couple have come through. One just it's from Gary from Upper Hutt. And he says, G'day staff, could you please thank Jimmy for the very entertaining night at the sports dinner the other week? And he did a marvellous job keeping Noel awake on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, that, that, was, that was a great night. It was nice to come back and I love coming home, you know, to see the people that uh, have either followed me or I grew up with at school and went through different, uh, different areas of different, different schools and that. So it was a wonderful night. And, and Noel has been a... A great mentor to me, a great mate, and uh, it was wonderful to catch up with him and Kylie last week back in New Zealand. And I thoroughly enjoyed coming back to Upper Hutt. And, uh, yeah, special times for me, very special. Yeah, I always see the proud Kiwi in you when, when you're back home on your stomping ground. Someone else has texted in asking about, it's not necessarily about Kiwi, but Kiwi last to first. Might and power in 1997, first to first. Very different type of race. Um, might and power, was he always bred to lead and win, or was that the instruction? No, look, I, I pretty much started leading on him when I won the Caulfield Cup. I was not meant to lead, but as it turned out, I thought if I led on him, he would relax a lot better. Um, he was a totally different horse to Kiwi. He was big and bold and wanted to do everything in five minutes. He had no patience. So <laughs> everything was calm with him, where Kiwi was always waking getting ready to wake him up to say, let's go. So uh, amazing thing to be able to win two cups. To ride in Melbourne Cups is amazing. Be one of the 24 runners, jockeys, to be part of the, the famous race. It may not be the richest race, but boy, geez, most famous that most jockeys around the world want to be part of or compete in. Um, a little birdie tells me in that Might and Power Melbourne Cup that a certain um, very high-profile punter in Australia might have had a little bit of wedge on Might and Power. Yeah, he did. Uh, the late Mr. Kerry Parker, he went the night before the Melbourne Cup and, uh, and said that he'd had a, a small investment, which turned out to be four million to win at four to one. So oh. investment, talk about a bit of pressure, but... Uh, Look, that's what that great, great game. And that was, was that a win by about a nose? Did you know you'd won that race? I thought I'd got beat, actually. When Greg Hall went up, uh, I thought I'd got beat on the line. Obviously, I waited to see the number in the frame. And uh, when, when Might and Power's number three come up, uh, relief, uh, excitement, jubilation, everything that goes with being part of the cup. And we've had a few questions asking what the great pumpers up to now. Hopefully, uh, a few of them saying hopefully still involved in the racing game. Yeah, still still keeping interest. I've I've been uh, been with Labrokes betting uh, I see it's wonderful they're getting into New Zealand, which is uh, obviously helping the racing there and things. So uh, yeah, look happy. Uh, nice to be able to spend a bit of time with my family. I had Nicole and Zach back from Hong Kong. Probably just heading back on Sunday for the new season, so it's nice to be able to spend time with my daughters, Nicole and Sasha, and my youngest Pipers at uh, at university at the moment. So, yeah, busy. Things are busy and uh, keep ticking over. It's nice. But once again, I get the opportunity to come home a couple of times a year, which I thoroughly enjoy to catch up with me mate, Rogie in, in Hamilton, and, and obviously Noel and, and Kylie.
Yeah, well, it was great locking horns with you both at Upper Hutt and then again at the Champions Lunch in Wellington. And it's quite incredible, Jimmy. You get up on the stage and it's like you've never left New Zealand and, and the crowd really warm to you. you. You must love being surrounded by Kiwis. Yeah, look, it's beautiful to come home. As I said, it's it's me showing respect for my fellow uh, countrymen and, and, and ladies that are involved on, on I, I, as I say, I, I love coming home. It's good to be part of the people that have supported me. And, and, and even with the, the Champions Lunch, well, to me, that's just something out of this world. The, the money they're able to raise uh, for the flight helicopter uh, is it, amazing. And the way people and Kiwis contribute is, is quite overwhelming. It was nice to be in the room with, with all the um, retired All Blacks and uh, obviously talking about the World Cup coming up was... Uh, was amazing just to be part of that room. Yes, uh, I've been lucky in racing, but to be part of uh, some other and a lot of other famous All Blacks was quite amazing to be part of it. Someone else has asked, Jimmy, apart from racing, what sport do you follow the most? Well, I still follow the uh, the uh, wonderful Warriors. I hope they can be part of the finals. That'll be something special for, for NZ, especially what they've done through COVID to keep you NRL going. Uh, amazing rewards for the Warriors and let's hope they can go all the way and uh, keep the flag flying for the Kiwis. Yeah, let's hope we can say ring-a-ding-ding, Warriors are king. Yeah, my word, it, it, that would be something special. Hey, Jimmy, always good to chat with you. Uh, we do miss you over here, but you do keep coming back and reminding us uh, what a part of the sporting and racing framework and tapestry, the history that you've left behind you over here. It's still current, but you've uh, created and uh, provided us with so many wonderful, wonderful memories. And um, the fact that there's going to be a bronze statue of Kiwi draped in the colours that you wore in 1983, it might be 40 years ago, but it's such an important part of our, our racing history that you're a big, big part of, Jimmy. So um, really appreciate you chatting to us today. My pleasure. I'm very honoured. And uh, if anyone can, the mighty Kiwis can. There you go.